Hello and welcome to the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. I'm Andy Hughes. I'm here with Alex Hudson. This week we're brought to you in association with Elizabeth Warren's uh, White House bid 2020. Okay, when you said Elizabeth Warren, I thought you meant the jewellery range in Argos and then realised that's Elizabeth Duke. Um, (laughs) No, Elizabeth Warren. uh, She's running for president. Yep. Well, she's running for the Democratic nomination. Should have to get by old Bernie first. Bernie Torpin, the uh, the guy who puts all the music together for... Um, no, the lyrics together for Elton John songs. Okay. Do you remember Bernie Torpin? I've never heard of any of these people. You've heard of Elizabeth Warren? No. She's I, running thought, for... I thought she was a jewellery manufacturer. Well, maybe she also does that as well. I think. Um, from what I remember, let me just double well, check we... here. I thought we don't get political. Why are we now supported by a political campaign? She paid us, you know. Uh, Why yes. is she paying us? Um, so, to promote her podcast. I mean, Her podcast? No, that's what we you do. You promote her rival podcast? Uh, what's, it that, what's it that she's doing? Running for president. What? Yeah. Um, she's already chosen her running mate in a weird twist of fate. Did you know this? Twist of fate was also the finishing move of the Hardy Boys. Yeah, wrestling I, facts. I know, I know. Carry on. I thought, is, is, it, is it? Is it? Wasn't of... twist of fate mainly just Matt Hardy? Jeff Hardy was Swanton Bomb. I think you're right. Fuck you. Is I Matt... think it's the wrong way around. Actually, I think Jeff Hardy's twist okay. of fate and the other one Swanton Bomb. Is her running mate one of the Hardy Boys? No, then um, I'm not injured. She's running on a double Warren. Uh, so it's Elizabeth Warren with Warren G uh, as her running mate you know Warren Warren G G. from rap no his big hit song was of course Regulate by Warren G with Nate Dogg which one's Regulate it's about regulating what is that (laughs) regulate marijuana and things as well do it again I don't know. Do it again. Because why did it sound like um, Surf and Bird? Let me get the lyrics to regulate. Not Surf and Bird, not Lobster. Uh, Regulate lyrics. There we go. This week is brought to you by a white man singing Regulate. Okay. This is all I've ever wanted. Just you starting songs with Warren G lyrics. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G (laughs) is on the streets trying to consume... (laughs) <laughs> some skirts for the eve so I can get some funk Just rolling in my ride, chilling all alone Just hit the east side of the LBC On a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G Hold on He is Warren G and he's on a mission to find Warren G It's feet Nate Dog. Obviously when Warren G is referenced It's probably when Nate Dog is speaking Did you think that? That's why there's slightly different voices <laughs> Doesn't the song start with I'm Warren G? On a mission, trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of skirts, ain't no need to tweak. All you skirts know what's up with 213. I think that's an area code. So where's Warren G? Oh, well, it actually tells you right now. Uh-huh. So our hooks are left on the 21 <laughs> to Lewis. I don't know if that's maybe not 21 to Lewis, maybe. Some brothers shooting dice, so I said, let's do this. He's telling a story. He's a well, where's Warren G? I jumped out the ride and said, "What's up?" Some brothers pulled some gaps, so I'm. So I said, "I'm stuck." <laughs> Are you making this up? Then? Since these girls peeping me, I'm a glide and swerve. These hookers looking so hard, they hit. They straight hit the curb. Ooh! Can we start all our podcasts with you doing a, Gonna a think different nineties rap Some horny tricks. I see my homie and some suckers all in his mix. 
I'm glad that's where that sentence ended. And now I think that this is where... So where oh, no. is Warren G? This is, this, I was about to say this next one's Warren. It's not, because... Is it Elizabeth Warren? <laughs> yeah, this is Elizabeth Warren now. I'm getting jacked. I'm breaking myself. I can't believe they're taking Warren's wealth. They took my... Oh, what? this is Warren. I think. Is Warren speaking in third person? Yes. Yes, I think he's saying, I can't believe they're taking Warren's wealth. Oh, maybe they're talk- Maybe he's talking about Elizabeth Warren. Maybe Elizabeth Warren's lent him a ring and a Rolex. From Elizabeth Duke. If you want. Uh, and they're getting jacked. Uh, they took my rings, they took my so Rolex. So by jacked, do we mean robbed or going to the gym and getting all muscly? Uh, no, I think robbed. So Elizabeth um, Warren hasn't got like an eight pack now. No, I don't think so. Sixteen. This is the this is the very famous verse that okay. I know. Of. Okay. Uh, I'm glad is, there's a I'm famous skipping verse ahead here. here. I'm skipping ahead. I'm glad there's a so verse. So sixteen I in the clip and one in the hole. Nate Dog is about to make some bodies turn cold. Okay. Now they're dropping like and yelling. It's a tad bit late. Nate Dog and Warren G had to regulate. It's about marijuana and about shooting. Okay, so it's. I laid all them busters down, I let my gut explode, now I'm switching my mind back into freak mode. If you want skirt, step back and observe. I just left a gang of those over there on the curb. <laughs> They're very angry men. It's, it's lyrically terrible, isn't it? I'm... Alright, fuck you first of all, mate. I worked real hard on these lyrics. Secondly, isn't it good that I found a whole rap song that I, as a white man, could sing without any complexities? Because there is no language in there that's difficult for me to circumvent. I see what you're saying. I mean, admittedly, I did say, I see my homie and some suckers all in his mix, which sounds about <laughs> as natural coming from my voice uh, as, as it would coming from any other sort of uh, honky white man. But, uh, yeah. What I like is that with your voice, you definitely could have gone from that from like a William Shatner point of view mm. and just read it. But you were like, no, I'm going to try and put some tone to this. Yeah, but what I, importantly, what I like, didn't do was put a voice on. You sounded like a broken carnival ride. Mm, thank you. Next week, uh, Gangster's Paradise. It's a great song. Hold me to that one because I'll definitely forget in the intervening week. I will also forget. Is this how we're going to start the podcast so from now on? Elizabeth Warren is... You know how I said earlier... Wouldn't it be nice to go back to the time where uh, <laughs> we, just we, we had half-hour episodes? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think our audience would appreciate that. Actually, this one does need to be short-ish. We're like an hour and three minutes. Only because we're running out of bandwidth for the month. They might tell you talking about bandwidth. On this. I don't know. Okay. They, they might be they interested. People don't need to know. I'll cut this people for time. Don't need to be know. Fine. No. Mm. So Elizabeth Warren is sponsoring us. She's running for president. She's Massachusetts uh, senator or something. This is awkward because I got an email from Donald Trump saying he wants to sponsor us as well. How much for? Um, I just said we'll do it next week. Okay, we'll do that. That doesn't matter. Um, he's also wanted to... I'm a big Trump fan. He's also wanted us to talk about uh, Loot Crate. <laughs> loot Crate. Yeah. So Loot Crate is a great service um, where they well, send actually, you a no, no, loot no, 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 every no, no, no. month. Oh. It's not the Loot Crate. It's the special edition Trump Crate. Okay. Should we save this for next week? Or? Yeah. Okay. Do you think we'll forget about this? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Absolutely. But these people on edge. People are always on edge. Don't forget, if you podcast. want to subscribe to Loot Last Crate. Last week there was a whole lot of tension in the air. 
This week, much happier. <laughs> I think it's because last week we were very tired. Well, I don't well, know. This week, I feel like... I, I was tired and you were angry at I'm me. I'm full of cold this week, though. Yeah, and like, I'm full of confidence Genuinely, this like, week. I feel like half my face is bunged up. Like, uh-huh. this right-hand side of my face is on my right nostril and my right ear. Like, I can't hear on my right ear. Um, but my left side seems fine. Do you think it might be half sinusitis? Maybe. Also, my hand It's just is... because you were impersonating Two-Face real... yesterday. My hand is real sweaty. Can you see that? Yeah. Why is it so sweaty? I don't know. It's not hot in here. I feel that my right side of my body's shutting down. Is that is that a medical thing? It genuinely is, isn't it? Is isn't it? Or is it? Or is it left-hand side? I don't know. I don't know. If this episode comes out and we haven't talked about me having a stroke, we know I'm fine. If this episode doesn't come out, then I've had a stroke. Yeah, but like, I've just mentioned anyway. a stroke now, so they'll presume that I... I'm not going to edit this out if you actually have had a stroke, by the way. No, no, just put this out as is. Yeah. You carry on with reviews. Yeah, obviously I'm not going to fucking... Then you carry on and do our reviews of, um, this week, Elita Battle Angel and Lego, Lego Movie 2. 2V. Uh, okay, let's... Forgot what we were should we crack on with it, or are yes. you... Yes. No, I'm, I'm continuing having a fucking medical emergency? No, I genuinely... It's real sweaty. Yeah, it is. Why is it? I don't know. It's on the right-hand side, like... I'm shutting down. Is it because you've been holding your mug of coffee and mug of tea? This might be an answer. And your hand is wet. (laughs) (laughs) My my hand has been on the hot part of the tea. Okay, yet again, guys, uh, 15% battery this week. We're still playing that game. So, shall we start, as ever, with some gaming news? When did this become part of the podcast, though? Um, When we found out that everyone looked forward to it. Okay, fine. Gaming news... Gaming news, games and news, it's a gaming news. Can he game? Yes, he can. <laughs> Will he game? Probably not. Why not? Because he doesn't like video games. It's my gaming minute. Do you want me to see if I can get us a theme, a theme for gaming news? Or are you happy just thinking? If you want. Oh, you have more work for me. Are you having editing? I have to edit that in, whereas I can do this a cappella. <laughs> Or are we forgetting about 16 in the clip and 1 in the hole? <laughs> I think we're not. Um, I think he stomps a lot of prostitutes in that song. And that's not very good. Anyway. Uh, Pennsylvania. You've seen this? No. Have proposed a sin tax on violent video games. Oh, I heard. I saw mm. a headline about this, but I didn't read the article. So it's I'm been proposed a few times. Um, but uh, so... The uh, senator for, or maybe the senator, yes, uh, Republican state representative Chris Quinn of Pennsylvania has proposed a 10% sin tax on any video game rated M for mature or AO for adults only. Sounds like a Chris Quinn thing to do. Quinn's initial bill failed to gain much traction, but with minor alterations, the newly proposed House Bill 109 wants to add a 10% sin tax on top of the standard local rates. State tax can vary. This added one on top of the 6% tax in Pennsylvania would see a $60 game rise anywhere between $65 and $70. Do they think this will stop violent games being made? This is, No, it's to, or do you it's think to prevent the wrong people playing... Uh, so poor people can't play violent games. <laughs> or do you think that basically the kids will just go, instead of, Mum, I need this £50 game, will go, Mum, I need this £60 game. Yeah. I think like, so. So the parents basically just pay £10 more. Mm-hmm. It's still going to happen. 
those kids will still get the games. I would say this would work on me in the sense that I don't buy video games the already. Thing is, is, is a, right, it's a bit like when um, Tesco's brought in the Tempe, all the supermarkets brought in the Tempe bag charge. Okay. For plastic carrier bags. I'm interested to see where right? this goes. <laughs> Instead of it go, people going, oh, I'm not going to have As far as I know, wasn't about school shootings. <laughs> no. But, but this one is. So I'm <laughs> interested to see what Instead, the link is. You didn't tell me that before I started this. It's always the thing, though. You know that violence in video games is always the thing they blame school shootings but, on. But instead, okay. of, instead of the ease of access to guns. Um, save, it for, save it for Bill Maher. <laughs> Come on, mate. Right. But instead of people just... Save it for The View. Instead Whoopi of... Goldberg wants to hear about that, not, the, not me. <laughs> Isn't it weird that Whoopi Goldberg just farts on national television now? Like, she'll fart during the view. Really? Yeah, and just be like, "Uh uh-oh, I farted. Right. Anyway, it's like when they introduce video game. I mean... Introduce bags, right? 10p charges on bags. Instead of reducing the number of bags people buy... It increased school shootings. People just got used to having their bill be 10p more. Like... I didn't. I don't know whether people actually... I'm very fucking stringent about how many bags I collect. We've got like 400 in the kitchen. I'll be honest. (laughs) I I pick up more now. Now they're they're expensive. I want to pay for quality. But yeah, so all it's going to do is get people used to going, okay, this... That metaphor didn't ride in the way that I wanted it to, but I did feel like I shut it down pretty quickly. Because they're going to be like, I'm just used to this being the cost of games now. Yeah. Like, all it's going to do is increase the inf- cost of inflation for games like uh-huh. that. And that's all they get used to. What about the school or, shootings? Or, you know what they'll do? What? Shoot more they'll, schools? They'll just go on Amazon. If it's going to be a Pennsylvania government thing, yeah? yeah? So yeah. it's going to be in Pennsylvania this happens. It just, might be nationwide, who knows? Travel to the next state. It's not happening, definitely. It's just, you know, or he just, proposed it. you know, order it online. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Solved. I don't know how it works. Also... Video games aren't linked to school shootings. When uh, will that? When will that fact actually be realised? What if there was? Okay, here's a proposal. Now, obviously, this is completely you know hypothetical. Okay. And yes, I'm about to propose it. What if there was a game that was called School Shooting there Simulator? Was. Is there actually? There was, yeah. And oh. um, there was a game. I, I, was... I think that that one's got to be linked. Um, Just in name only, if nothing uh, else. No, what was it? It was basically there was a game created mm-hmm. and in that game you went in and you enacted a school shooting um, and it was pretty much damned and written off. Mm-hmm. Um, this was only a couple of months ago. Um, I can't remember the name of the game but there was a game that did that and everyone was like, yeah, can't do that and then the person who created was like, oh, this is, you shouldn't have my freedom of speech but it's like, yeah, but you're also being a bit of a prick so. Hmm. Like, Interesting. Freedom of speech only goes so far. Uh, also, uh, let's not also forget that the video game industry is probably the most evil industry in all the world as well. Because, <laughs> obviously, uh, loot boxes grind. Don't, don't get loot boxes uh, in tobacco. And Belgium... In tobacco. ...have won. You you open your cigarettes, you know what you're getting. 20 of them. 20 of those... Healthy crystal, death sticks. Crystal cream. Crystal cream. <laughs> Are you trying to say crispy cream? <laughs> some of the crispy cream some of, those, some of those Boston cream donuts. Open, open your crispy cream, you know you're getting twelve of them. Glazed mm, originals. Well, if I bought three, no. Nope. Why am I getting twelve? I only wanted three. Why are you being a coward? I, I, I feel like I've stolen nine donuts. 
I only paid for three. Well, you've been a coward and not getting. I asked for one 12. bag of one, and they gave me one bag of twelve. <laughs> all glazed original, of course. Why are all great glazed mm. original? Mm. But the thing is, glazed original, good. Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, text in with your best donuts. <laughs> Take pictures of them. What is the best Krispy Kreme or other donuts? In Nottingham, there's a whole donut company, isn't there? Yeah, donuts. which I've never gone to. Should we go there for the Oscars? They look. They look big. The problem is, right, I had this right. discussion at work this week. Okay, you say you're Gourmet thinking. donuts, not for me. No, I think there's too, too much. Too much, too big, too loaded. I'm not a fan what of I the want... stuff that ha- where it has a lot of sweetness inside the donut as well. What about a lot of savoury inside so, the donut? I had, the other day somebody gave me a... Um, soy sauce. A soy sauce donut. <laughs> a donut with, um, it had uh, caramel inside. Okay, like a, no. Like not a caramel thing. And it's just too sweet. I'm not a caramel boy like, anyway. No. You know that. No. It's like a but- like caramel buttercream thing yeah. inside. And I, I bit like into it. I had like half the other and went, no, that's far too much. That's far too sweet. So yeah. We're leaving what- ourselves three minutes for a review this week, can't we? <laughs> so, I just like a glazed original because yeah. you know what you're getting. Give it's me just, a good glazing just, I'll be happy. It's just a window. That was only a little bit fruity, that one. That was a little bit naughty, a little bit raunchy today for a little, Friday night. Luring donut with... Um, it's a Sunday. don't worry about it. With a bit of sugar, just uh, kind of... Dusted sugar? No, not dusted sugar. Yep. Glazed original. Just uh, glazed word, original. Just call it glazed original. The word I'm looking for, but give me a is, is sugar glazed on top. Yeah. And I was trying to think of a different word for glazed. But everyone knows what that means, yeah? Uh, so, guys, if uh, let's do a quick hashtag for Twitter. Uh, if you like any, if you like a uh, very sweet, overly sweet caramel donut, then uh, hashtag car- oh, caramel. No, no. Easy way, right? Go on Twitter at us. I've got a very good hashtag. Donuts on my fifteen, and the hashtag is best donut. No. Hashtag best donut, and okay. that way we know what the best donut. And is. if you're on team caramel filled. Then say, give me a caramel filling in me. And if you're a fan of Glaze Original, hashtag Glazing Squad. So that's the you one that I was proud of. Yeah. Or uh, hashtag Best Donut at Dinosaur Man 15. Tell us what your best donut is. Hashtag we'll tell French Cruller. We'll tell you if it's wrong because it should be the Boston Cream. If you're insane, French Cruller's all the way. It's halfway between a croissant and a donut without being a cronut. Um, so yeah, what else did you have in gaming news? Was that it? Uh, Belgium won its court case against EA or wasn't something. That, wasn't that a while ago? That was last week. Um, I forgot to mention it. Yeah, look, it's good news is. because finally we're getting right. Here's why I don't buy games. Got no interest in them. Here's <laughs> if I did have interest in them, why I wouldn't buy them? Because I think all of them are evil. Probably all the big ones. Okay, which the ones, small ones, which are ones fine. aren't evil? Uh, Duck Hunt. Uh, I said duck hunt, not Doug, not Doug the other word. (laughs) I was about to say it then. Um, So duck hunt, uh, Mario Party. Okay, first one. These are the game. These are the games companies. Oh, sorry, the games companies. Sorry, right. So Nintendo, I think, are mostly okay. Okay, mostly, but I did happen to play. I don't know, some Smash Brothers the other day, and it seemed mm-hmm. very violent. I think I might shoot up a school because you of it. You were just playing some Mario Kart the other day. Yeah, it's wrong. I don't like wrong Mario Kart. What was wrong with original it, it Mario was, Kart? It's the controls, though, isn't it? It's, it's not just the controls. It's like the fact that the levels are different now. I don't like that. I don't like there's more than eight <laughs> characters or whatever. 
give me double dash or give me anything preceding double dash and I'll be fine. Give me anything after double dash and I'll fucking punch you in the throat. They're the worst games ever. <laughs> Boycott any Mario Kart past 2005. Shall we talk some movie news? And independent ones are probably okay as well because they're doing good work. Okay. Any that don't involve news, I mean, podcast. No, what? What are you trying to say? Loot boxes. I don't know why that word escaped me. Should we talk ah! some movie news? Yep. What you got for me? Got a hiccup in my throat is what Ooh. I got. Yikes! That hurt. Oh, that could have been your perfect lead into your review of How to Train Your Dragon 3. Uh, it's probably still good. I think I like the first one. I, I like the first one. I didn't one. see much didn't else. Didn't see the second one. Uh, cool, Leo. Okay, so here's the first news. Now, I know you're very excited about this. Um, So, seeing as we're talking about violence in video games, how about some violence in films? Kingsman prequel cast has been confirmed, uh, including Stanley Tucci. Such a great segue. Also, Uh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson? Yeah, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Stanley Tucci, Reese Fiennes, Ralph Fiennes, Rafe Fiennes, sorry, uh, Daniel Bruhl, Matthew Good. Harris Dickinson. Sounds Matthew Good. Fucking choose a choose a random person. You can have him. Um, Gemma Arterton. Okay, I like Tom her. Hollander. Rob Arameo from uh, Nocturnal Animals and also Hull. Uh, I've met him a few times. He was in the youth theatre group that I uh, okay. I worked with for a while. He's far more <laughs> successful than I am. Uh, Digimon Hunsu. Okay. And Charles Dance. Of course. In presumably the Michael Caine role. Well, surely Charles Dance is in there to be basically Charles Dance. Probably, yeah. Uh, so, yes, uh, this is going to be released before Kingsman the... I thought this was coming out this third. year. It's supposed to be. It's but it's filming, only just cast. It's, well, they've only just announced the cast. Uh, I believe it's supposed to be filming shortly. My favourite part in of this the next is... next two months. ...is um, Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Yes, because I really like what he's done. My favourite is Stanley Tucci. <laughs> I love Stanley Tucci. I only wonder if he is his character from Transformers. I think from the Hunger Games where he plays Caesar. Caesar. Uh, he also collaborated with Kendrick Lamar on the Black Panther. Very good. <laughs> Very good work there. Very good. Uh, are you excited for the Kingsman prequel? No. Cool. Me neither. No. I'm rather, I want it to be good. Mm-hmm. Because I really like the first one, but it won't be good. But it won't be good if the second one is anything to go off. So, what if it's complete departure from the second one? Well, let's find out. <laughs> Please continue your thought while I drink coffee. Uh, here's another one that you're really excited for because you love the fucking film so much. Aquaman spin-off The Trench is in the works. I don't. It's already got this. writers attached. Did you know this? It's already being of written. It has. And you know who's going to direct it? It'll be fucking Lee Winnell. <laughs> James Wan's whipping boy. Yeah, it's not going to be James Wan because he's decided to take a break, hasn't he? After Aquaman. As has Jason Momoa. Of course he has. They've both decided, oh, we're going to... One billion dollars later, of course one point, he is. One billion. Fucking hell. Um, it's the gift that keeps on fucking shitting did I tell, Did I tell you? I won't mention names. Okay. <laughs> if they listen to this podcast, they're going to know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> Do I mention this? Yeah, I'm going to... Right, I was at work, and the day that it was announced that it broke one billion, uh-huh. um, I know who this is about. I think right, they came over to me, um, celebrated, <laughs> yes, popped a bottle of champagne, <laughs> and they celebrated. They looked at me, and they just went, 
one billion. And I was like, okay, what? And he goes, one billion. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, Aquaman. And I was like, okay, one billion. And then I was like, I don't know why you keep saying it. As, as it yeah. He's like, yeah, it's worth one, one billion. And I was like, okay. And he goes, one. And I was like, what are you saying? And he's like, James, one <laughs> billion. Okay. And I was like, what is this? Uh, and it took like, that, that is... That isn't Ant. What? It's not Ant. No, because I told Ant about this. Ant was like, what do you mean? So no, me and Ant keep going to each other. One billion. It's no, it's no one you know. Oh. And I don't want to name. Okay. Okay. But he does listen. Okay. I don't know. Probably not. Uh, prob- no, okay. Probably not. I don't know. Name and shame, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, they're making a trench movie that's going to be a horror movie. I don't like it because I don't see the point. Like, basically, it's just it's right off of the coattails of Ant Man's success, yeah. and it's not involving Ant Man, not um, Aquaman. So I got really confused because I was like, did Ant Man also release a horror movie afterwards? It's because we just mentioned Ant, so right, okay. Um, no, Aquaman's success, and it's not going to actually involve Aquaman, mm-hmm. which is what makes that story actually interesting mm-hmm. when they did the trench storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, and, man. I was really involved in... I was like, what happens in trench life every day? Yeah, and I just don't understand why you would do this. Like, There's enough films on the DC slate. Mm-hmm. Why not let Aquaman breathe a little bit and then go for Aquaman 2, I think... which is definitely being made. Like, yeah. Yes, it's the best one you've done so far. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from Man of Steel, Man of Steel's still the best. Um, you know, but, you know, the audience has reacted well to this film. Let it breathe. Mm-hmm. Start putting into... And I, also, I don't think Aquaman 2's going to be any good. That's another hot take from Andy, which I believe that Aquaman 2... Well, the reason... The re- Triggered me. <laughs> the reason is... That's a is, big fan of the first one. The reason I think it's not going to do great is because I think, yes, they will have James Warren attached again and, and the whole creative team. But they threw so much at the wall in that first film and they included so many of his major storylines that I wonder where they've got less left to go because they just went all out in that first one I and wouldn't be able to capture that again. I, I've got a pretty good idea for a, for a sequel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll talk about it maybe another episode because it's a serious idea I've got, actually. Okay. No, honestly, it is. I think... <laughs> is I, this like that glass episode you wanted to do? Oh, I still want to do that. Uh, I... I I'll record those this week for you. Okay, hold on, you're recording them for me? I, you don't even need to be there, I guess. I could just hypothesise what I think. <laughs> um, what was I going to say, though? Oh, yeah, so James Wan does seem very enthusiastic. He's producing this trench movie, okay. and he's the one who's pushed for it to happen. Uh, and I can tell why, because he wants to controverse this. Mm-hmm. He wants, hey, you know that thing you saw in the background of that one shot in that one film that you liked? Hey, what if we made three movies about Annabelle? <laughs> Although saying that Annabelle creation was the best of the How uh, many movies, films. do you think they can get out of the drumming octopus? I mean, I'm seeing like a Fast and the Furious sort of <laughs> legacy for him, like twenty years. Vin Diesel playing oh, him. Um, Hobbs and Shaw. Just wanted to re-mention it. Hobbs and Shaw looks still rubbish. Uh, right, let's move on because we've got. We're doing so well for time. Fuck me. Oh no! Okay, wanna do a bit in the Chuckle movie tomorrow and the divide between the original crew and the studio. I just wanted them to know that your your message basically read to me 
insanity. Why do you always read out my messages into the WhatsApp group? Yeah, but you know, want to do don't... a bit in the Chuckle movie? You know I don't read... I was there like, the what? Chuckle Brothers movie? Is there a biopic? You know I don't read what I type and I expect you to then decipher it. Okay, so Child's Play is um, See, having you a seem to know what I was talking about. Only because we had a full hour this morning where I went, so Chuckle Vision the movie. <laughs> and, and you were like, no, no, no. That thing about the killer doll. Uh, so yeah, um, Ch- Child's Play is being rebooted this year um, with uh, none of the original uh, cast involved, none of the original creative team involved, uh, whilst also still having a TV series, network TV series on sci-fi being produced mm-hmm. from the original continuity. Uh, the reason for this is rather complex in that MGM were the distributors for... Uh, Child's Play in what nineteen what was it eighty eight ninety one something like that mm-hmm. around then the first Child's Play movie was di- distributed by MGM they retained the rights to that movie however didn't retain the rights uh, they didn't have the exclusive rights to those characters so the distribution then went to other houses during the eighties and nineties including Universal for a time and then. Was it Relativity? Somewhere like that. Anyway, so Don Mancini, who's the creator of it, went and took his projects and made them elsewhere. MGM still retained the rights, weirdly. It's a strange... So both of them had the ability to create Chucky movies. So MGM only have the ability to produce the first film again, which is why this is a reboot. But if they reboot it, there is every possibility that they do have the rights then to sequel that Reboot. Okay. Whereas Don Mancini is taking his original story that he set up in the first Child's Play and then continued up until last year's um, uh, Cult of Chucky, I think it was. Which you were a big fan of. It was much better than... uh, Was it? I'd only heard bad things about it. No, so Child's Play is a weird series because the first one... I've never been a huge fan, I have to say. And I think the best of the series is uh, Bride of Chucky. Um, and that was 98 now. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're going back a fair way since we had a really good one. But then the last two, which have been straight to DVD features, uh, which were Cult of Chucky and ooh, Curse of Chucky, I think the year before or the two years before, weren't terrible. Mm-hmm. They were, they were marked improvements on Seed of Chucky and they were marked improvements on all the other child's play movies that came in between. Anyway, long story short, um, he's continuing that by doing a TV series on sci-fi uh, that will be released this year, alongside this reboot starring Aubrey Plaza and Brian Tyree Henry. So, I don't know. I'm sort of... And he seems to think this is the studio trying to... He's he's annoyed because... So they've, they've said to him, you and your producing partner, would you like... Uh, we want to give you executive producer credits on the on the film, and they've politely... Uh, politely Politely, 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 Christ, <laughs> politely declined and said, no, thanks, but no, thanks. We're doing our own thing and we're quite happy doing that. But then there's had a number of interviews since then saying, you know, I'm really annoyed because I created the character and I nurtured it for 30 years, this whole franchise. And it feels like a bit of a slap in the face that they think they can do this better than us. And I don't think that's the case. I just think that they think they can do it. So why can't they do it? Yeah. What do you think of the trailer? Uh, Did you see it? Yeah, I mean, it looks like the first film, but obviously much more modern. It, it's weird in that 
Child's Play is a film that dates pretty horribly because it's so sort of 90s in the way it's set up. Are you happy it's now an AI or something that goes bad? Yeah, so so now the the aspect of it being like voodoo seems to be less of the thing and it's now about sort of, yeah, a smart doll almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's probably how you have to make it for the modern audience because no one's going to believe in a voodoo doll that's inherent, <laughs> that's uh, imbued with the powers of Brad Dourif, who isn't coming back for the film, uh, but will be doing the series. I'm sure that meant a lot to the Chucky heads, that line. Well, Brad Dourif I is I have the... never heard of Brad Dourif. He's the guy who plays Wormtongue in uh, Lord of the Rings. Grima Wormtongue. We discussed him last week. I was thinking of Wormtail. That's uh, Timothy Spall. Yes. Okay. Cool. So will you watch this when it comes out? Probably. Review for the podcast? Because I'm a horror head. It's a deal. Okay. Maybe I'll see this one. Probably won't be that scary. I like Aubrey Plaza. Well, if you like her covered in blood, then this will be the film for you. (laughs) Uh, Cool. Let's move on. Uh, loads of news this week, so let's just rush through. Uh, so, uh, Dark Tower TV series uh, reportedly starts filming in April for Amazon. Cool. Finally, they've listened to me. They've actually gone through and decided to keep on going with this. Obviously, they decide this anyway. It, but they, they've been talking about still doing it, but it, it all gone quiet for the last two years since um, that god awful movie came out in 2017. You loved it. It was terrible. You said it's the perfect length for a Dark Tower movie. And that's about it. Anyway, so I have always said, if you're going to do the Dark Tower, you have to do it as a series. I think now that they're going to continue doing it, that'll be interesting. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, Alexander Payne is teaming up with Will Ferrell and Adam McKay for a horror comedy, which is an interesting direction for um, all three of them, really. They're not people who've necessarily done any horror comedies before, but no. uh, all of them have experience in com- uh, comedic stuff. So Adam McKay is the one who's just done Vice, yeah? Yeah. Because he was talking about what his next project will be, and he said, oh, I might do something with Wolf Ferrell again, um, just as a kind of thing placeholder until I do my next mm-hmm. big... And he was talking, he wants to do something like, like Global Warming next. Um, yeah. So I think this might be that placeholder film where he can just kind of throw it out just gets to the gap there while he plans for bigger things. Yeah. Um, I don't know who Alexander... Payne? Yeah. I think you even responded to my message when I said... I did. Who's Alexander Payne? Yes. And I still don't know who he is. Yeah. Okay. So what did he do? He did The Descendants. He did Sideways. He did Nebraska. He did Downsizing. Okay, cool. Cool. That guy. Uh, he's a good filmmaker. I like him. As long as it's better than Hosen Watson, I'm happy. Here's hoping... It's uh, titled The Menu currently. Okay. Uh, So nothing more is known about it at the moment. Uh, I like like Adam McKay though. I like what he's been doing. He, uh, right, and uh, Matt Reeves has had an interview where he's talked about his Batman movie. Uh, Yes. Yes. It's an interesting one. This Batman movie that's... Is it happening still? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it is. Uh, so he's saying it's very much a point of view driven noir Batman tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's told squarely on his shoulders and uh, it's going to focus on the detective mode of him and it's going to be uh, tracking down criminals and he wants to feature a rogues gallery within the film. Okay. That's worrying news, having a rogues gallery uh... in the film. Yeah, it's what well, this. This is a um, start off small, maybe. 
Just one villain's enough? So this is a standalone film as well? Yes, although he said that it may well lead to continual uh, continuation within what he wants to do with the character. I just don't know anymore. I don't know. Like, did he even, did he even have a Batman yet? No Batman yet, although the hot favourite seems to be... The, the, the betting at the moment seems to be um, Pattinson. Which is a weird choice. I don't know if I see one person as Batman. But sure, why not? Yeah. Why maybe. not? Um, so, yeah, we'll see if Matt Reeves is... Uh... Never say this podcast doesn't give you pure insight and critique. Well, we've given critique there. I don't think it's a good idea to have a rogues gallery in the first film. And I don't think it's a good or idea to have film. a Robert Patterson in your first film. Like, he's good in some stuff, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I've not seen it. Good time was good. That's the one that apparently he was good in. But I also yeah. just don't see him as Bruce Wayne or Batman. Well, I don't see you as Bruce Wayne or Batman. Hmm, but you know I had my audition. Yeah, I was the one who put you up for the part. I just wanted to see you fail. <laughs> they said, can you do a backflip? I said, I can do a backflip. And then I laughed hard for five <laughs> minutes. And then they kicked me out of the room because I didn't do a backflip. Yeah, and also you didn't read any lines. <laughs> no, I just tried to live off that one joke. Hang on, did they ask you to do a backflip? And I said, I could do a backflip. Did you know they were going to ask you to do a backflip? No. Because I know you didn't think of backflip on the spot in the the audition. Uh, Okay, cool. Uh, Then there's been some trailers, but we haven't watched them, so don't even worry about that. Improv King. Shaft and Pet Cemetery. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. They were trailers. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Reviews. Bam, bam, bam. Yes. What? I thought I could jazz things up a little bit. Okay. I still can't hear out my right ear. Is that is that normal? Elite Battle Angel. Let's talk about it. Andy, uh, you tell us about the film. What is it? This is because it's, it's the more complex one. I know what it is. More complex one. Do you want me to do it? Okay, Elite Battle Angel. The year is 25-something. Mm-hmm. Um, 36, maybe? Yeah, sure. That sounds about right. And we are in a post-world, a post-war. <laughs> it's gone terribly. Fuck it out. A post-war world where there was a big battle. We're between... in one now, by the way. There's been wars before. Oh no! Between Earth and <laughs> Did you only just find out <laughs> people from Mars. Where basically and people from that's Mars. what it is, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean they, they have they an official name. Um, yeah, yeah. But I thought it's easy for me just so. There's a big war and there were Sky Cities and the Sky Cities all fell apart from one. Um, we are in Iron City where I was going to call him Dr. Schultz but that's not his name in this. Christoph Waltz is in this. Yeah. Dr. Dyson Ego. I am, I am terrible in this. Yeah. Um, finds the body of a um, cyborg in a scrapyard uh-huh. takes it back fixes it up and that is our titular character Alita who we later find out is a a battle person. Yes. Angel. An angel of battle, as it is said in the film. Fuck me. Um, and basically, it, the, the story is a lot of people want Alita. They want what she has, which is just very good fighting skills. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and it's all a dystopian future. Cool. I've missed that a lot there, haven't I? Yeah. Okay, fill in the blanks, please. I mean, you didn't mention that it was an adaptation of the, the manga series. It's an adaptation series. of the manga series. Gone. From, 
1990. I believe it was called Gun. Do you like that new year it was produced? 1993 to when? Uh, yeah, I say 98. I think it was 95, I think. I am so close. One of our listeners is a big super fan of uh, Alita. Yep. Or as I call it, Gunnam. Or as I call I it, use the correct, <laughs> I, I use the correct Japanese term. Uh, okay. Alita version of what, though? Like, you know how elite was a term? Do you think she was just a liter version of most normal gamers? Terrible. Yeah, cool. Terrible. Let's move on. Uh, yeah, what else have I missed out there? So, I don't know. There's Bounty Hunters and stuff, and it's directed by Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. And James Cameron produced it. Yeah. And it looks bloody lovely. Good job. Uh, right, let's talk about it. It looks bloody lovely. Okay. Like, the one thing I was say about this film, like, when I saw the trailers, I was like, the CGI looks terrible. Mm. But when watching it in film, so I went and watched it in 3D IMAX because I wanted to give it the best opportunity. Because everyone was saying the effects and everything really work for this, I was like, okay, I want to give it the best possible opportunity for me to enjoy it. Yeah. So I went and watched it in 3D IMAX, and from the first shot, I know you weren't as big a fan, but from the opening shot, I was like, okay, that looks actually incredible. And as it went on, and you start to see this basically CGI composite character in Alita amongst what are basically the actual actors on screen, it doesn't have the um, effect to pull you out and you're like, hold on, that isn't real. Yeah. I actually felt like, no, that could be. And there are times <coughs> when there are things that don't look quite so real, mm. but it didn't ever pull me out of the film make me think that what I was watching is fake, so to speak, even though I know it was. Um, and I think the effects throughout the film were just really, really well done, um, which is incredible to see. Also, the use of 3D in this film, and I don't know if it is because it's um, to do with Cameron knowing how 3D works, even though he wasn't, you know, as closely linked into this as possible. Well, yes, because I've read some articles recently where it's been talked about that he was very much a hands-off producer from the moment that Rodriguez came on board, but like, because he'd already done all of his planning. Well, but in terms of the production itself, he had very little to do mm. with it. Well, the 3D aspects, it's really nice, it all adds depth, mm-hmm. and it's the first time in a while I've seen a 3D film gone, actually, this this isn't there as a gimmick, it actually, I actually felt like it added something to the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't get often with 3D. I really don't like 3D as a thing. And the only reason I saw it in 3D was because it's the only option available to see in IMAX. Um, but I actually felt like it added something to the film, mm-hmm. me seeing it that way, um, which was quite nice. Um, because especially when people are at heights and things like that, you felt like uh, almost as though you were you were looking down at that height. Um, I think the main character, Alita, is I find her really charming. I find the performance was really great, um, especially her interactions with Christoph Waltz. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just this kind of warmth to the character, and it's almost kind of like it's almost childlike innocence as she kind of tries to remember her past mm-hmm. and tries to figure out what she what she was. Um, I didn't buy everything in this film, so if I'm talking about negative wise, I think um, the story has been done. Yeah, you know this story has been seen multiple times, um, and it, because of that, it is lacking. Um, the script can kind of seem clunky at times, and as can the actual film seem kind of slow in places. Yeah, there's a love story at the heart of this that I just really didn't buy into um, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it was nice to see is the friend of the person she was um, having a love story with. He's also the guy from Love, Simon and Bumblebee. Correct, yeah. Um, 
So it's nice to see him pop up again. Yeah. But yes, um, I think some of the action scenes really worked for me. Okay. You've been really quiet while no, I've just been, been talking. Been talking. I, I, I'm letting like, you... The thing is, um, I realise that none of my thoughts are cohesive. Like, I keep just kind of... I'm going to blame... This podcast has been going on since 2015. They're used to it by now. No, no, normally, I'm, I have a more of a through line to the way I'm thinking, but at the moment, I'm just kind of like picking up things in my head and throwing it out there. Do you? Um, yes. Mahershala <laughs> Ali is wasted in this, as is Jennifer Connelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them are really good actors and have literally nothing to do. Ed, um, Ed Screen. Um, or Screen. You always tell me off for saying screen, and now when it comes to the most important day of his life, <laughs> you mess it up. Um, you messaged me as soon as you came out, and you're just like, what was it? Has he ever been good? <laughs> I was like, what a hot take. Because he, he's not... he's not An actor, technically. Yeah, like, no, technically he is an actor. In that it's an act that he's even in films. Like, he's been in films, therefore he's an like, actor. He must be putting on a brilliant act to get in the films. And then forgetting it when he's but, in. Yeah, he, he consistently, I feel, isn't very good. Yes, um, I argue that as well. But yeah, I think my main takeaways were there are some really nice action scenes in this. I think it's very much a switch your brain off and enjoy film mm-hmm. because visually it is stunning. And I think the lead character, despite not being, despite being purely CGI, is actually really entertaining and really great to to witness mm-hmm. uh, that sort of character on screen you know it's not something I'm used to seeing um, that sort of character interact with so so intricately with the people around her um, so I think there are benefits to this film what did you think? Uh, yeah I mean I didn't really like it so no uh, I saw it in 2D regular Max mm. um, so that was regular yeah and I feel like It, as a film, doesn't really work. I think the visuals are very good. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Rosa Salazar's performance is also very good. I think she's very likeable and engaging in the lead role. Um, The supporting characters, again, yeah, you're right. They don't have anything to do particularly. Uh, Christoph Waltz has the most to do and does his scenes relatively well, I think, with her. Uh, it does feel like there's maybe a little bit too much jammed into the film. Yes, it's the certainly final, too, too final baggy. half hour is it has four endings in there. Yeah, and, and if you if you'd have ended it the first one, that would probably have cut what twenty minutes of that movie out. Yeah, and I understand they're setting up for a sequel, and I I think if there was a sequel, I would go see this. Like, but if they were setting up for a sequel more confidently, they should have. It's that Warcraft problem. Of if they'd have ended it at the point that I think it should have ended, yes. you've already got your sequel set up very well. Mm-hmm. I don't think the sequel is set up in the best way here because I feel like you don't know anything about what's going on in the sequel, judging from the the fact that all of the all of the connective tissue between the sequel stuff and the stuff that's happened in this one has already been sort yes, of it's very cleaned up, cleared up. That final half hour is very rushed. Like, everything is like, bam, 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 bam. And then this, Well, this, I kept this, thinking, this, like, this, 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 oh, this. you're not going to go and do this, are you? Because that would seem a bit pointless at this yes. point. And then they go off and they do that. And I'm like, oh, hang on, what? And they You didn't need to do so, that. They skip through it so quickly that they're onto another thing. And then the final shot of the film, like, okay, but that seems quite an easy solution now for a sequel. Mm-hmm. 
like that sequel seems very easy. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it does have that going as a problem. Mm. Carry on. Uh, I didn't. Uh, there was one action scene that I quite liked. Is it the bar scene? Yes. It's really good. Every other but action scene I felt was bad. I disagree. I felt like it was it was my issue with a lot of films where they go, I have got a set piece that I want to do and it'll be really good. Mm-hmm. And then for me, the rest of it being all quick cuts uh-huh. was an issue. Because that bar scene is really well done. And I was sitting there going, oh, I'm really enjoying this. Why have I not enjoyed any of the other fights? And I didn't like the rollerball stuff either. Murderball. What? Motorball? I think it's... Motorball. Motorball, yeah. I, yeah. The, the rollerball thing. It's, it's rollerball. If you've seen rollerball, it's rollerball. Well, say, I didn't mind the action scenes too much, but they are very much a... Don't look into them too much, because as soon as you do, you realise that actually there's... Not the whole film is don't look into it too much. There's not much substance there. It oh sort of film. oh yeah. If we're talking about the film as a whole, it is a a style over substance movie yes. without any question of doubt. The soundtrack's great. The soundtrack like, is the music. The score is pretty dystopian and futuristic yeah. and noisy. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, I I I enjoyed this more than I thought I would, and I think. If you're looking for something to go to the cinema and just enjoy the the whole... I think there's enjoyment to be had there as long as you're not looking for anything fresh or anything new mm. or anything deep. But I think overall there is stuff to enjoy. Okay. Um, and I, I think this movie's going to lose a lot of money. Mm. But I actually think that it could hit a certain audience that don't really realise it's there. But don't realise it's it's actually something they would like. Mm. Which is a shame because I do I do think there is something about this film that I go, I quite enjoyed that. Okay. I did think that you would hate it. <laughs> I liked it less than I thought I would, and that's a problem. No, no, you went into it not. I, I went into it thinking it might be fine. I didn't like it. Also, I really hated the script. The script is very clunky. Yes. Anyway, doesn't Almost matter. Almost as clunky as this review has been. Mm, well. But that's because I led me. Shoulder the blame, it's fine. Why did you let me lead it? Okay, uh, so would you recommend? Yes. I would not. I would. There we go. It's our first disagreement of the year, maybe. Is it actually? I think so, maybe. I don't know. Okay, who cares anymore? Did you recommend Vice? Uh, I think I might have said yes-ish. I recommend Vice. I don't, actually. I've changed my mind. <laughs> what? It's, you know, the performances are good. Fucking, we've time. already fucking alright let's move on oh we're so we're so long <laughs> uh, Lego Movie 2 Lego Movie 2 V okay uh, I'll do the setup for this one if you yes, don't mind please. because I experienced what happened last time <laughs> uh, so Lego Movie 2 uh, follows on from 2015's Lego Movie yeah 2015 yeah see so at least I had the facts <laughs> I didn't have the facts yeah, That's you said lot. 1990 for the manga only after being prompted that it was based on a manga <laughs> by me <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, follow up to 2015's Lego movie. Um, we pick up the story sort of kind of immediately after and then a sort of five-year gap in between yeah. the events of the first one and this one. Uh, Bricksburg is no more after an alien invasion by Duplo. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, it is now Apocalypseville or Apocalypseburg. Apocalypseburg. Yes, everything's a Berg. Uh, 
Emmett, our lead from the first, played by Chris Pratt, uh, is still his happy, cheery self and is finding it very difficult to fit into the uh, Mad Max stylings of uh, Apocalypseburg. And then all of his friends get taken away by an evil, unknown entity. To go to the Sistar system. The Sistar system. Uh, All playing into the sort of um, real-life framing of the first one. Um, That's all you need to know, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the original cast returns uh, with some new additions. Tiffany Haddish as uh, the queen of the Sistar system. Queen, whatever, no, Wabi. Yes. A um, couple of other people. Richard Iowabi is an ice cream cone. Yeah. yeah. Um, Noel Fielding. Uh, a bunch of bunch of new names, um, and uh, it's you know it's a good fun Lego adventure. Yeah. I, I, I found that it... So, the first Lego movie I found consistent... Like it was the our best film of that year, if I remember rightly. It was the mm. first time we did the um, year review and our best film of the year was the Lego movie um, because I remember me and Barrett both watched it and we absolutely loved it from start to end. Like It was consistently funny the whole way through and then it has that really great twist at the end where this is all a big play thing for, for yeah. a family. And this one I felt started off really strong... And the longer it went on, the more it kind of petered out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they still have some really good moments going through it. Um, yeah. And there are some really, really good jokes in this. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more musical elements in it. And it's um, John LaJoy, mm. who does the music in this. Um, he's written some really good songs. But I do think that it doesn't really hold up to the first one. But it's still good in its own respect. Yeah, and I think if you're looking for something that has the the fun and the charm of that first one, this one still has enough of that to make it worthwhile. I don't think it breaks any new ground, really. I think they take no, um, they take they take the story in the best direction it probably could have gone. I don't know. It's a really nice thing of so the story is basically it's two perspectives both running the same universe. So if you remember the first film, um, the basic thing is that the son isn't now allowed to play the Lego set, but if he's allowed to play with it, now his sister, sister has, has to. to as well. So this story is based around the way the son sees it, but also now you've got the way the daughter sees it. Mm-hmm. And their style. So it's really clever in the way that everything does change when you go into the way she's viewing how these toys should play together and the way he does as well. And there is that, that difference and that divide and, you know, there is a way that you see things are are different and the way the message kind of comes through. Um, I thought that was really nice. Like, and that's something that they had to kind of bring in, which was new, that the first one couldn't. So it is kind of building off um, that first one, but at the same mm, time... Building, good, good pun. Thank you. Is that deliberate? Mm, I'm going to pretend it is. Uh, I prefer it wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, I think like there are, like I said, there are some really strong moments in it. I just felt... I think I think the first half an hour is certainly where the majority of the big gags seem yes. to lie. My problem as well was I think the audience I saw it in wasn't great. Right. So I saw it in a fairly empty audience. Well, I think if I'd gone to one that was a bit fuller, maybe yeah. I would have been carried up with the audience as well. Yeah, and I saw it in a in a screening that was. Pretty pretty much full uh, there were maybe five or six spare seats in the whole cinema so uh, that 
that was a good experience because I got a real good feel for how certain certain age demographics were going to react to it. You got a feeling of how people who have enjoyment while watching films see it. It's not my fault I had to watch Alita first. <laughs> well, actually, it's my fault. I chose the times. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was um, it was certainly hitting with the kids as well as with the audience. Uh, adults, real-life people, humans. Yeah. Uh, so I think it, it covers all those bases. If you're looking for something to take the family to, this is a good, safe choice. Yeah. I think there'll be no, something absolutely. for everyone. But it will probably, if you if you remember the first one fondly, I think this might pale slightly. I'm happy it's not terrible, though. Like that's, yeah, that's it, it, could have, it could have been just a cash-in Well, sequel. the trailers did nothing for me. Mm. For, for this, I really didn't like the trailers. And I was really worried that I was going to go in and be really disappointed. Yeah, And I came out going, okay... I had fun with it. Yeah. And, and really, isn't that, for. isn't that the most we can ever hope? Well, yeah, because this is a franchise built on Lego. Like, mm. a, a franchise built around Lego properties should never have worked. Mm. But what Phil Lord and Chris Miller have done is they've really created a universe where it all makes sense and it works. So, it's amazing that it does. And yes, this is strong enough to kind of continue on mm-hmm. being that enjoyable property. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'd 100% recommend this to, to yeah. anyone. Me too. Good job. Is cool. that what we're done? Uh, yeah, Do anything I think else so. to review? Mm. I watched a documentary, but I'm not going to talk about it because it wasn't that good. Which one? Abducted in Plain Sight on Netflix. Like, it's, it's... Oh, I saw that you were watching that last night when I was in bed. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's a documentary, basically. I think the idea, like the story and the facts behind it are interesting, but I don't like the way they're put across. I just don't think it's that. I know a documentary isn't supposed to be stylish, but at the same time, the last two documentaries I saw were Fire and Free Solo, which were done so well that you're actually engrossed in the storyline that I just felt this film, this documentary didn't do it. Hmm. Uh, but there are some real baffling points in it where you're just like, hold on a second, why on earth did you do that? Hmm. Um, yeah. Also- oh, I watched uh, Killer Mike's Trigger Warning on Netflix, the series that came out about two, three weeks ago, maybe. or slightly late to the party. It was only because they didn't bother advertising it over here. Yeah. I was watching a Run the Jewels thing on on YouTube and then it came up as a suggested thing, the trailer. I was like, oh yeah, that's up. <laughs> um, some of the episodes work, some of them don't. I think where it works, it's really interesting. Where it doesn't, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, this is just like another... It, and I've spoken to my brother about this and said it basically just feels like it's a series for Vice TV. Um, yeah. And at its best, that's a very good thing. And at its worst, it's very much everything I hate about Vice so uh, yeah but I think he's an interesting enough person and actually I could see him doing more documentary stuff in the future potentially not necessarily directing documentaries but certainly fronting them and sort of being mm. the, the way into them uh, so if you if you are at a loose end it is still worth checking out I'd say there are some really good episodes there the Living Black episode is a very interesting episode which is the, the very first episode also, if you want more of us, we've been on multiple podcasts. You've been whoring yourself out like you wouldn't believe. You've been on two of them. Yeah, and you've been on a third. Okay, and so you're planning to be on a fourth as well, which, am I, I, I don't know, yeah, you keep on talking about it. You keep on saying, I've got to do all my research. Oh, oh yeah, actually, thing. I need to do that still. And, uh, I might come on that one, but I might just sit in no, the no, background. You've already agreed to do it, so. I'll do it separately. So, yeah, we I appear, want to do it with you. We appear on um, Content Presumably, where we talked Sonic and Harry Potter fan fiction. Yeah, it's uh, disgusting. It's that one's on Spotify. Yeah, um, you can also find us on the Mac list of everything where we talk about our favorite cryptids. Mm-hmm. Um, John, 
describe what a cryptid is again this week? Uh, yeah. You did last week and did I, I think you failed halfway through. Fake cool. creatures, yeah? Yeah, yeah, like mythical or yeah, urban yeah. legends. Like a Bigfoot. Like a Bigfoot. Bigfoot's not mentioned. I've, Michael Phelps, he's got big feet. But the best cryptid is mentioned by me. Well, debatable. Uh, <laughs> I think I win in the end, so sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That, but Rank Listener, I think, is found on both iTunes and Spotify. Just I didn't know I didn't that. have to prepare that much, by the way. Um, I've, I also appeared on Let's Get Contextual, where I sat down with Dante to speak about Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen him advertising it, and I didn't know whether it was a serious thing or whether it was a uh, joke thing. His what? advertising for it, because he says that it's like one of the best pirate movies of recent years. No, he really likes... He really likes those films. Um, and yeah, we speak a lot. Maybe I, I should have been on this fucking basically, podcast. Basically, I go on a lot of tangents in that film, so it ends up being a long episode. But his episodes are found by searching Let's Get Contextual on both Spotify and iTunes as well. Um, and then we do this podcast. Now, where can they find Guys, us? maybe we'll get a Patreon if you want us to tell us. We probably won't get if a Patreon. If you want to pay us money, tell us. Why would anybody... I like, want a nobody, Patreon. Nobody listens to the episodes that aren't paid for. Why would they listen to the episodes? I might just aren't? stop doing it until people pay me to do it again. <laughs> oh, I might keep on doing it until people pay me to stop doing it. That's more likely to happen. So where can they find us if they want to contact us? Uh, best Hashtag best donut. Find us. I had a hiccup again. Sorry, guys. House uh, Training Dragon Three now in cinemas. Uh, best donut hashtag best donut uh, remember hashtag glazing squad and hashtag cream me um, <laughs> was that the I don't remember but no it was caramel cream me um, okay uh, shoot your caramel inside me I'll that just... was it shoot your hot caramel in my hole I don't mean... it's, a uh, hashtag. it's a hashtag uh, as always you can find us on Stitcher iTunes Buzzsprout and Spotify and iTunes did I say that one yeah, yeah, yeah I did fine uh, Daniel Man Nerdcast. As you know, you're listening to the fucking podcast. You should probably know what it's called by now. Give it As a always, try. you can ring the bell. Ring my bell. What bell? Ring my bell. Everyone's got a bell now, not just YouTube. Okay. Spotify, bell. Basically, subscribe. Yeah. Uh, Tell your friends. Best bell. Lake, just. Lake or taco. <laughs> Two quality bells. <laughs> just tap the person wherever you're sitting next to, tap them on the shoulder and go, hey man. Have you heard of the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast? If you're in a coffee shop right now... Right now? What? Like, turn around. What, what are you see, ordering? See the barista? <laughs> order a flat white. Pour it on the counter when you get it. Say, I don't need your fucking flat white. And then <laughs> you can grab their phone, subscribe to our podcast, rate it five stars for them, and then say, you're fucking welcome. Your flat white sucks dick. And when they ask you what your name is, say, Dinosaur Man Nerdcast, and then say, peace, and yeah. walk out. Uh, as always, Johnny Neves did the theme song. <laughs> this time it was in conjunction with Jean Lajoie uh, from, of course, uh, the Lego movie. Guys, as always, you've been here. I have. I no, was... they've been here. I was pointing to you, them. You pointed at me. Thumb was going to the microphone. It's not how pointing works. <laughs> That's how my pointing works. I was pointing to mainly the audience, but also this <laughs> dillweed here has been here. Andy, you've been hosting. I got through it. In a sense. And... Sensation has come back to one of my ears. So. It's because I shouted so bad during this podcast. <laughs> it's still a bit... You've also been here. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you for joining us. And until next time... Uh, go download uh, Paramore's Brick by Boring Brick because of a Lego movie reference, isn't it? Because <laughs> of bricks. <laughs> Remember that song? I didn't believe that was a real song for a long time because I said they only did misery business. <laughs> And Riot? Okay, that we, was the album. I think that's my favourite sign-off you've done in a little while. You're welcome. 
don't expect a quality one next week because I've used all my good jokes. Bye, everyone.